welcome to the ABCA's podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Brownlee. This is another pre-coronavirus episode recorded with Spencer Allen. It's chock full of great content. I uh, hope everybody's staying safe, and I also hope that we're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel here. So uh, grateful for you all, and uh, thanks for listening, and have a great Memorial Day. Our next guest on the ABCA podcast is Spencer Allen. Coach Allen is in his fourth season as the head coach at Northwestern. In 2017, Spencer coached Northwestern to its first Big Ten tournament appearance and played in the championship game for the first time since 1984. He had an incredible run as an assistant coach. Uh, he and I coached together at Iowa in 2003 for Jack Dom. From there, he went on to coach at Creighton twice, Purdue, Washington State, and Illinois. He also scouted for the Detroit Tigers and began his coaching career at Edmonds Community College. In this episode, we cover his experience with OnBaseU and how he's implementing the assessments with their team, what separates good players, block and random practice, biggest transition from assistant coach to head coach, delegating responsibility as a head coach, tips for youth practice planning, and some great book and podcast recommendations. Let's welcome Coach Allen to the podcast. For anybody that's listening in right now, I'm talking to Spencer Allen. He's the head coach at at Northwestern. Uh, he and I go back all the way back to 2003, uh, where he and I coached at Iowa together. And um, I've I've really enjoyed uh, the friendship that we've developed over the years. And and then following your career, and you've done a tremendous job. But I I do want to start on uh, the on base you um, and, and just where when was your initial like Hey, I need to at least start to to figure out what this is you know where did you see it the first time and then what what drew you to actually going to the seminar and, and taking the seminar yeah i, I think it, it first started uh you know like a lot of these things are starting now uh on on social media of course <laughs> I, I started seeing some things but really what what got me over the the hump was uh my, my assistant coach uh pitching coach josh reynolds we, we were out recruiting and, and uh, just he hit me up saying, hey, I think I'm going to I'd like to go to this on base you pitch in. And, and we just started talking a lot about it and about our, our, our players and, and our program. And, um, you know, we, we uh, yeah, we, we just kind of researched it a little bit, talked to some people that uh, have had attended uh, previously. And, and we just uh, it, it also helped that they they did come right to Chicago here. Uh, so we we jumped on in and it was uh, an amazing uh, experience. With your experience with it, what you know, you, you describe it as amazing. Uh, what was your first take, you know, after you went through the whole thing? You know, what, what are the things that stick out about it? Yeah, you know, for, for me, the, the, the biggest thing is I, as I truly wanted to kind of throw everyone into a, a, a box and, and, you know, having these, you know, core fundamentals and, and really trying to get everyone to fit into the box. And so that, I think that was the, the first part that really just kind of blew my mind of, of gosh, we really have to look at each individual athlete um, 
separately, you know, and, and we, we always talk, well, okay, this guy might have, have a little different style, but I think this was the first time that it really hit me that, uh, you know, th- this certain player, his body may t- just may not allow him to move this way. And so, you know, having that information instead of, uh, you know, running right into the door that they, they, they say, just, you know, step uh, around it. You know, yep. I, I think that's the, 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 really the, the aha moment for, for me that, that was provided by, you know, by on base you. Okay. So with your roster, um, are you seeing similarities with guys or seeing huge differences when you are doing the assessments and we'll get into the assessment side of it, but what are you seeing? Like, so of your, your 27 man roster, how different are guys? Or are there some similarities with guys as well? Yeah, I, I think the I'll use the the common uh, phrase buzzword of of, of buckets. I, I think you could you could definitely right. I got got to get that in the podcast. Um, I, I think you know the for whatever reason you know the, the hip flexor area. So when when you're talking hip range of motion and knowing that that could be a wide variety of. Uh, whether it's just past uh, injury, uh, pa- yeah, past injuries, body types, there, there just could be a wide uh, variety uh, for for those reasons. Um, but but I think there are some some common buckets for for sure, um, really. And and I think the the biggest thing it t- took me till about day two of on base U as well, and even post after talking with people of. You know, there, there's no necessarily good or bad or um, it, it's just really trying to understand the, the athlete. Um, and, but but there definitely are some some similarities for, for sure. What are you using for fixes then? Because I know that's what they talk about. You know, I, if say, OK, so let's take a kid that does have have tight hips, whether it's internally or externally, if they're tight. What are some of the fixes that you guys are using for those guys? Is it set up? Is it something else? You know, what are you using for fixes for guys? Yeah. So, well, I, I think the, the the first thing, and this is again where um, you know Dr. Greg Rose, and really you you look at their advisory board, it's it, it's pretty amazing what they the, the the types of people both in baseball, softball, functional movement. Um, but but what they'll they'll say is that this is a team effort. Right. So it so it really starts in our weight room. So every uh, every time our guys go into the weight room, they have individual and I say individual, there's a lot of overlap, uh, but they've got correctives that, that they are, are trying to do to work on some of the mobility. Um, so I think I think that's the, the, the first part of it. I think the, the, the second part is then also. Um, you know, the, the training staff and making sure, OK, is this a health thing is this a health issue is this something that and same thing the things that guys can do in in the training room before they come out to practice uh and and then as well then you're also looking at some of the um you know the the movement patterns that you can you can work on out on a baseball field whether that's with some pvc pipe or uh, trying to actually you know help change the the movement work on a range of motion uh and, and then i think the last thing kind of what you're alluding to uh, Ryan is the, the workarounds, yeah. right? And, and and I think for for us, I think there there are we, we've gotten with a couple guys. Maybe it's with their setup, right? To to make sure yep. that they're, that they're loading properly. Uh, I, I think that that's where we see a lot of of, of those types of um, workarounds, as you'd say. Yeah, Sam, a high school coach, and I don't have a strength coach. I don't have a, a trainer. What are some of the easy assessments that I can use as say I'm a high school coach and I'm trying to get into this and and for any of you high school coaches out there that are listening on base you 
Uh, you can follow them on Twitter. It's the Titleist Performance Institute, which is based out of San Diego. It started with the golf industry, as, as things do start with golf. Uh, so those might be some places that you can dig in. But just some easy assessments for guys that are listening in is say that they don't have a loaded staff, a strength coach, or, or a trainer. Are there any like, easy assessments that they can maybe do? Yeah, so I think the the, the test with, with on base shoe, there, there's twelve assessments, yep. uh, right? I, I've spoken with a lot of people uh, at, at conferences or just private conversations, other hitting coaches that are uh, they, they've simplified it, they yep. they have they've dumbed it down, right? Really trying to look at okay, what is my my T spine mobility? What is my hip flexibility? And I, you know, talking to to one guy, um, you know, he's got it down to to four, yep. right? Um, so. Again, I, I think that that is definitely something that, that you can use. There, there's a ton of resources out there. If you go to OnBaseU or TPI.com, you'll see a, a lot of the, the correctives um, that, 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 that we have. But, but I think you know, talking about some of the assessments, I, I, I think when, when, you're, when you're looking at, you know, we, we do a, a seated trunk rotation, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's one yep. of them. And, and it, it's probably to, to get into the, uh, all the details of it, it, you know, we probably don't have quite enough time, but you know, you're, you're trying to find things that, that look for your, your T-spine rotation, hip mobility. Um, there are going to be, some of them are very similar, right? From, from S, uh, FMS type tests. Yep. Uh, they're, they're quick that they're, it's kind of a, a pass, uh, non-pass type of, of test. Um, but, but there are resources out there a TPI would be the best uh, spot to start yeah. to find it. And then just trying to screen four or five of those different areas to, to check for different, you know, what type of movers your, your players are. Yep. When are you guys going to retest Are you know, obviously you do the initial assessment on guys. When will you do another assessment and will you do multiple assessments during the year? And obviously it's nice to get a base on your guys, but when will you guys reassess if obviously what you're doing is working? Yep. Yeah. And, and we're going to, we're going to modify a little bit, but we are going to retest when we get back yep. in January. Um, and so, and, and the guys know that. And, and, and I think one of the things just, you know, you're talking about with, with high school coaches and players and really anyone, this is something that has, uh, I think helped me a lot, really just the interaction with the players. I think anytime you talk about an assessment or a test, especially, you know, <laughs> our kids at Northwestern, they're like, wait a minute, I, I, I got to study. I, gotta, you know, I, I think really you're, you're just trying to understand, each individual body and, and, and it's going to give both the player and coach better information to help, uh, whether it's correctives, whether it's workarounds. Um, and, and I think that that conversation, you know, the players get a little less guarded and, yeah. uh, it, it just works out, um, I, that, that we've seen here this first year, a, a lot better, just including them in that conversation, knowing yeah. if, you know, if they don't have great, uh, hip, mobility that's okay they, they yeah. can still be a really really good hitter that allows you to have some better conversations with guys as well because obviously we talk about social media and twitter and there's all this information out there and you know guys see these guys on twitter or on mlb network hey you may not be able to watch that guy because you don't move like that guy moves and it, it, I think it maybe exactly. makes it easier for some guys is that like, okay, I, it's fine to watch those guys, but that's not me. I don't move that way. So I have to find a way that, and, and maybe try to find somebody that, that moves the way I move. And maybe I watch a different guy that I maybe wouldn't have watched because I moved similar to how that guy moves. Yeah. And, and I think that that's been the, the, the fun part of this, of just, yep. 
you know, both kind of educating ourselves on this and, and for me not trying to, uh, you know, make my guy hit like Javi Baez or make you know exactly. this guy hit like, you know, Anthony Rizzo or whoever it may be. I, I think that that's really, really important. And just uh, I think it's healthy for the players to understand, too, that that though they're they're really good players and that there's some things that they do, uh, you hit it on the head. Their, their body just may not move um, like like. The, the, the next guys and, yep. that, and that's okay yep. there, there's there's a lot of examples of guys having a lot of success um and, and whether they have limited range in, in a certain area or not yep now will you guys retest again at the end of the season to see where guys are at yeah, before that, you that, send them out for summer ball that, that that's the plan yep, yep. That, that is the plan and, and again i think i think it's going to be modified when i say modified there's you make notes on these tests, right? Yep. Um, one of the things that, that we're looking uh, to, to do as well is is add in um, the KVEST. We've invested in the KVEST. Okay, and I was going to ask you on that, so I appreciate you bringing yeah. that up. Yeah, you know, and, and I think that's really where the future, where this is going, yep. and not just KVEST, but really any um, biomechanical uh, where they can put a number to it, right? Yep. The, the beauty of uh, on base you you're, again you're referencing you know the, the high school coach and uh, uh, maybe someone that doesn't have the, the budget for her biomechanical uh, read and, and breakdown uh, that you can do these in, in their past and you, you you use your eye to but I think that the next step is going to be actually okay hey what it my, my T spine rotation yep. you know what's the number what's the degree? Right. And, and, and so I think that's really where the future, I, I believe, drive lines, someone out there, right, is is, is working on uh, trying to incorporate that in the test. Yep. And, and for any of you high school coaches, don't be scared to reach out to your local college kinesiology department. Uh, you would be amazed. Um, you know, yeah. when I was at Western, our kinesiology department was good. They had ground force plates there. And, and just by simply us reaching out to them, if you don't try to reach out, or there for a high school guy, there might be a physical train, a PT in town, or a trainer in town that you could reach out to as a resource. Again, that you can get creative with some of these things that are out there. And for you high school guys, you may have a cage out there somewhere, and somebody's giving lessons that does have a cave vest. And again, reach out and work with those guys. And then you might be limited budget wise. That's okay. Reach out to people. People are going to be willing to help. But you got to make that first step as well with, with trying to find some resources in your area if you don't have those resources. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I second that. I think the other thing too is just, you know, don't don't feel like it's an all or nothing type thing. Even yep. if it's if you're doing a couple tests just to check, you know, uh, hip mobility, shoulder mobility, you know, even just a couple, I think a little bit more information never hurts. Yep. And let's get into practice planning a little bit here. How much yeah. of your time now is being spent with some block practice and then how much of your time is being spent with some random practice? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, you know, I'll be honest, this is, um, on base U as well was kind of where I first heard a little bit of this whole block and random yep. and, and definitely, um, yeah, I, I, I think it, it's something that every day I'm, I'm trying to find things that, um, are going to transfer to the game, <laughs> you know, and I think, I think we all are, I, I think for a while and me included a hundred percent was, was missing the boat on, on some of the, the, whether it's, you know, how we took BP. So, um, yeah, I, I think to, to throw a percentage on it, I, I think it's tough, uh, to, to exactly know, but, but, but I think, you know, just for an example, you go to team defense, um, we, when we get back, we will review each one of our, 
um, which we don't have a ton, but in our, our bunt plays. And then the next time we do it and pretty much the next time throughout, it's we'll go from a bunt play to a PFP to a first and third to a pick play, you know, two bunt plays. It, 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 it trying to make it random, trying to do it at a fast pace. I think that that's something, too, of just trying to not giving them time to think. Um, same thing with infield, outfield, you know, just really trying to speed them up and randomize what what you're doing. Hey, and, and you need to give yourself more credit because I stole that rundown. That's a randomized drill. It may, you may not have described that as being random, but that's a random drill. And I, I use that rundown for you because that's a coach pitch thing. Rundowns are going to happen. And, and maybe early you do block train in a rundown setting where you're setting it up, but then it, it naturally happens in the flow of the game. And I, I got I stole that from you a long time ago, um, you know, because that made sense to me that like, hey, you know, those are just going to happen. So we have to kind of allow that organically. And it was amazing. The teams that I coached when we started to do it that way, they were way better in rundowns. And as a coach, you didn't have to scream and yell at guys because you're you're in a blocked training session. And naturally, first and thirds and, and rundowns and some of those situations are going to get screwed up. And, you know, again, you were using randomized training a long time ago whether you, you called it that or <laughs> so. I, I didn't i just didn't have a sweet uh, bucket to put it in right? bucket <laughs> a cool name oh uh, you know and you you've coached some really really good players you know over the years you know what sets guys apart i mean you coached Dak dunn on your team last year he's all big 10 performer uh nikki lopez at creighton what what separates those guys um, from, from maybe somebody else besides their talent level. Um, you know, if you can talk maybe a little bit about those guys work ethic and how hard they worked, um, you know, just go through that, you know, what, what separates those guys from some other guys? The, the, the mindset, um, you know, I, I think you, you look at, uh, I'll take Jack Dunn just cause he's the most recent, uh, a guy that, that, uh, did not come in very highly touted and, and you look at the tools and all those things, but man, he just, in all that areas, he just worked and, and was consistent. Right. And, and, um, you know, and, and I think like, like anything too, sometimes we think it's this gradual climb and, and there were setbacks. He had, you know, he had a tough sophomore year, but I, I think with any of those guys, you know, again, cliche, but, but their ability to, um, how, when they failed, like how they, they just res- responded to that. Right. And, and, and what, what goes on inside, um, it, it is, is really, it, it's amazing because every one of those guys had setbacks, had tough times, had, you know, a tough time out at the Cape or a tough time handling, you know, their, their draft year or, or the d- disappointment of not getting drafted as a junior. Um, but they, they, they get focused and they get, you know, focused back in on the game. So it's fun. Nicky Lopez, very special uh, kid, very undersized, you know, yep. so his, his, he really had to work on. So I, I just think of, of how they reacted to, um, you know, the, the, the game, you know, kind of dishing out punishment to them and, and uh, them getting back to work and being able to, to still believe in themselves. Um, again, that, that, that is all the credit to, to those guys. Well, how many guys have you had that have had really good back-to-back years? I mean, how often do you see that? Um, I mean, yeah, I just, I think back about whether a guy had a, a, a 
okay freshman year and then figured it out as a sophomore or sometimes those guys that play every day as a freshman or pitch a lot as freshmen the books out on those guys that second year and realistically if they have a really good first year how many tweaks are you going to make with guys anyway where the book gets out on those guys I just think it takes a really special person to, to figure out okay I had a good year but now I need to make some of these adjustments to, to have an even better year I just don't think that's human nature for guys to, to think that way especially when they're younger you know they figure it out as they get older but I just think it's hard for guys when they're younger to figure that out and they shouldn't they're just not there yet yeah well, and I think we've all probably made this mistake as coaches too. That that you know you're you're almost afraid to yes. uh, make any changes, right? It's yeah. like oh, he was you know first ten, first team all all Big Ten as a freshman, or you know yep. you're, you're you're afraid to make those changes. But but I think that that's again those guys that that have the confidence in themselves of listen, this is a weakness of mine. I know I had some success. Uh, and, and and I think this is another one. Just adding on to what makes them the special is keeping confidence, but being able to truly self evaluate. Yeah. I, I think that that's a that's a big one um, to where okay, hey, I can stay confident knowing I still need to make some changes. Yeah, that's a that's a special special human that that can do that. It really is. What for you has been the biggest difference um you're a really successful assistant coach you're having success now what's been the biggest difference for you from going from an assistant coach to a head coach yeah well you know first off i, I mean I, I had just looking at my, my the opportunities i had i, I had a great opportunity to, to to work for a lot of really yes. good head coaches yeah, you and, I both. And, and work you know work with a lot of good assistants you know i, I learned um, you know, from, from Jack, you, you take a little bit, you've learned from, you know, from Ed service at Creighton, you know, Donnie Marbit at, at Washington state, Doug Schreiber at Purdue, like, uh, Dan Hartlip, all, all of these guys who I've had the, the opportunity to, to work for, um, were really, they, they, in, in certain areas, um, and some of them in all areas were just great, just gave me great examples of, of how to do things. And so I think that that's number one. Um, you know, the, I, I think the, the, the biggest thing for me is, is, um, was trying to, I know this was a big focus coming in to being a head coach is just trying to stay the same. Right. Yep. And, and I, I think one of the things that, that I, I realize is that the relationship, um, is just, it's going to be a little different, not for that sure. it's, it's good, bad, and different. Um, it, it's just going to be a little different. And, and I, I think I, I, for my first two years, I really struggled with that because I, I made it a point of, listen, I don't want to change uh, who I am. But, um, but you are writing their name in the lineup. And, and that, yeah, that's yeah. what changes because you're, you're not the guy, who, you're the guy that's writing their name in the lineup. You know, that, yeah, that's what it, changes. It, yeah. and, and ultimately, you know, you, you can't change the, you know, the perception of, you know, what's going on in, in, in the players' minds. And so anyway, I, I think that, that that's the one thing. But, and I think, I think honestly, when when I got over that, uh, the fact that the relationship has has changed, I, I think that actually the relationships have gotten better yeah. with yep. with the players just because of you know I wasn't so focused on <laughs> trying to make it perfect. Um, so that that was that was hard. Uh, I, I think again, you, you've got a, you've got a lot of people coming to you yep. with little um, mini decisions. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I've, I've really tried to delegate, uh, I've got two awesome, awesome assist- assistants in, in, uh, Josh Reynolds, who, um, you know, he runs the pitching staff, um, you know, and, and Dusty Napoleon, I, I really tried to take, uh, Brian O'Connor's, uh, philosophy and how he goes about, um, 
uh, you know, giving out and dishing out uh, responsibilities. Um, and he's been a, a big, from afar, <laughs> he's been a big mentor uh, to me just to kind of see how he does things. And then, you know, I think the other thing I'd say that, that is tough is then then trying to hold guys accountable, right? Yes. And, and yep. that, that can be, uh, having those uncomfortable conversations can yep. be tough. Anything unexpected? You're around some great head coaches. Or anything that that was unexpected, you know, once you transitioned to head coaching position, besides yeah, besides yeah. the the relationship changes. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that that was that was probably the the, the biggest one. I, I think the one that that's been really cool, and, and I don't know if this is just here at, at Northwestern, at, you know, I mean, in Chicago, great city, at, you know, just some of the people that I met. I'd say this is a positive, unexpected, but just some yeah. of the people I've had a chance to to meet and, and, um, it, it, whether they're alum or, or non alum, that, yeah. that, that's just been a, a really fun, uh, experience here. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some other, <laughs> unexpected yeah, well, une- unexpected can, you can use it as a positive or a negative term, you know, it's right. just, you know, it, it's surprising. So, um, anything along the way as an assistant that you picked up on things not to do? Um, you know, I think we, we get both sides as an assistant. I think you figure out what you want to do. And then I think there's some things that you figure out that you don't want to do. Were there anything, any things along the way that stick out as maybe, okay, I'm, I'm going to maybe tweak that a little bit and not that you don't completely shelf it, but some things that maybe you made a tweak that you saw as an assistant that you're doing differently as a head coach. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, again, I alluded to it. I think one of the things that I, that I really wanted to, to delegate responsibility, yeah. right. Um, I, I think the, the, the challenge with that is, is at times, you know, uh, a, a program, any program, right, there, there has to be uh, decisions made. And sometimes that those aren't, you know, the, always the, the popular um, decisions. But that, that's why I just think, that, you know, the culture of your, of your, your, your coaching staff and your room of you know, when you when you build that and, and hopefully when you, you build that trust. Um, that when you when it's time to to just say hey I I, I want to do it this way or I, I think we need to play this guy and make that that hard call um, you you've the, the the trust is built up and, yeah. and you're, you you feel like so so I think that that that's one of the things that I, I really wanted to make sure to to try to do and is, is give out responsibility um, and make sure that guys understand that that hey that trust has got to be there and, and sometimes that means me. Um, you know, make, making a tough decision. Yep. Do you have a fail forward moment? Do you have anything along the way that you felt like maybe would have set you back a little bit, but looking back now was one of the best things that ever happened to you? Oh, I've got a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think, um, you know, I, I think when, when you, when you look at, you know, sometimes when, when you, when you come out, especially as a, as a new coach, right, you, you've got, um, ideas. And I, I think my, probably my biggest fail for a moment was, was just, uh, me starting to question, you know, some of the, you know, the ideals and how we're going about things. But, uh, then you look up and, you know, you, you, you make a, a, a late run and, and, you know, two years later, uh, and, and so I, I think that that's just taught me, hey, you, you just have to be persistent. You have to stay with it. You're, you're not going to get those uh, that that immediate uh, gratification all, all the time. So I think that that's just been the biggest lesson that, that, that I've had is just, hey, really you know, sticking with it, constantly challenging what, what you're doing, challenging your assistance and uh, giving great feedback, but but ultimately trusting in um you know, what you set out to do and, and, and in the process. So I think that the, that's, that, that has been mine of just, you know, the, 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 
wanting to to change things up yep. and, and wanting to um, and, and probably even you know cha- making little minor changes, but then seeing a little bit of success has has um, you know kind of set me back on hey you get stay the course yeah. <laughs> stay the course. You know, you and Jess are, are really active, and I, I've I'm impressed by you guys because when I had kids your age, there's no way I was I wasn't getting off the couch too much when Jackson and Nora were were your kids' age. So, I, you know, what type of morning or evening routines are you staying with? Uh, you've always been a guy that that's really active. Any any evening or morning routines that you're doing now that you really like that you maybe can can help coaches out there if they're trying to find their way with some routine stuff. Is there anything out there that you're doing right now that you really like? Yeah, I mean, I uh, first off, uh, thanks for putting me on blast here. But with, with my cause now, I got to talk about how my wife outshines me. <laughs> no, no, that is not what I meant. That is not what I meant. No, Both of you have been no, impressive off, to me. Uh, she she has been been awesome for me in that way. And, and I think, yeah, I think it's important, um, especially when you look at at um, you know the what what the the tolls that coach yes. that, that coaching you know can can have on you. Um, you know, you, you have to take care of yourself. And I think it's, I think it's, you know, body, <laughs> mind, you know, it re- really everything. So I, you know, routines, I, I think number one is, is just finding time to, to move your body. I, I feel like of, of late, I'm, I'm really in a spot where it's not so much of, it doesn't have to be the perfect workout, yes. right. Of, um, you know, I, 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 am reading a really good book, Atomic Habit right yeah, now. Yep. And, and James Clear. You know, it, yeah, yeah, yep, James Clear. Yeah, and and you know the, one of the things that he says in that is is like you know his goal is to to never miss twice, right? Never, yeah. You know, it's it's like you, you know, okay, you miss a workout once, but that next day, even if that means like fifty push-ups in the hotel before yeah. you leave, you know, and so like I've I've really tried to of of late kind of stick with that, and really any habits that 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 I have, um, you know, just this past year. Uh, I, I, I've, I've gotten into to journaling a little bit and again, nice. same thing, not, it doesn't have to be anything, uh, major. Um, but, but I, I, I try to utilize, um, a little bit of, uh, of social media, um, a guy by the name of Brian Johnson optimize. And then that just kind of gives me a start on, you know, he kind of gives you a little bit of wisdom for the day. And, and then I try to look and see where that's at in my life. Um, so a little bit of journaling, Meditation has been good, yeah. and and um, again, same thing. Sometimes that's literally just a minute before I go out to practice, right, to yeah. make sure you know mine's in the right spot, and that I'm transitioning from you know a, a, a tough decision I had to make with the yeah. player, but now hey, it's you know I need my energy needs to be locked in on um, on the, the the other thirty guys that are out here right now. Um, so, so those are some of the things that I really try to do. And then, and then just trying to, trying to eat right, you know, feel the body right as yeah. well. And again, it's, it's, it's not trying to be perfect. I'm not trying yep. to, you know, uh, that's not possible. The, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not, yeah, and, 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 and it's or, not fun anyway. Like, and I, right, I think that's right. where people get sidetracked is they make themselves so, so miserable. Like this isn't supposed yeah. to be miserable. It's, it's a little right. bit of a lifestyle change and, Hopefully it makes you feel better and you want to keep doing it. But you know, I think people yeah. are too hard on themselves with, with a lot of that stuff. You got to give yourself a free pass here and there. Cause if not, right. you're going to make yourself miserable. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Any other books or podcasts out there that, that you're on? Um, anything else that yeah, you, you know? Um, yeah. So, so the one I, I mentioned, um, 
uh, optimize uh, plus ones. Yep. Really good, Brian, uh, Brian Johnson. Okay. Just you know, little nuggets again. And I feel like it, it, whether it's in athletics or just in your family life, he, you know, gives you little uh, things to, to think about and make sure that 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 uh, we're all staying grounded and having some balance. Um, you know, Justin Sua, Siwa, another awesome yeah, yep. one. Um, Michael Gervais, um, and I'm, uh, I got my, that's my Pete Carroll. You know, yeah. That, yeah. David there, Franco you know. mentioned that one. Dave and I talked last week and he mentioned that and I had never listened to it. So I went and listened to it. I thought it was awesome. I was yeah. disappointed. I hadn't heard it earlier. It was, it was <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and then obviously there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, of late, I, I've really been, um, just into the player development. I, I I'd say yeah. the on base, you really got me uh, kind of sparked and thinking. And, and, uh, so, you know, there, there's obviously been some baseball specific ones too. Of course, ABCA, right. I mean, I, I gotta, <laughs> I, I gotta hear my, my man Brownlee, but, but yeah, really, really just, um, uh, another good book I, I'd say is peak by, by, uh, Anders Erickson. Okay. Really, really good. Just talks about, you know, kind of what we were talking about earlier, training for transfer, um, you know, making sure that, that, um, you know, you randomize versus blocked. Um, so yeah, th- those are some of the, uh, things that I've uh, jumped into. Well, with your guys and, you know, with the, the failure part with randomized training, what are some of those conversations that you have with your guys to kind of alleviate their, their fears of maybe not, you know, you're competitive and you're getting it handed to you like you're going to get embarrassed a little bit what are what are some of those conversations that you're having maybe pre-training with guys like hey this this might look a little bit ugly you know what are some of those talks you're having with guys yeah no i i, I think it's it's explaining to them yep. right and, and and i think when, when you when you really start to study it right it, it, there, there needs to be a certain amount of success right you, <laughs> yes you, you it, it, it can they just can't be getting their their tail handed to them and you know you, you you bring them up and say all right okay we're getting better you know <laughs> at some point they're they're gonna they're gonna have a hard time with that but um i i think it's i think it's just it's good it's finding that 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 fine line right of where they are um they're they're struggling they they had a little bit of success that they, they saw uh, where there was some some learning and some growth, I I, I tell you one of the things that I really enjoyed is just pulling them up and then having them speak on it on, on you know whether it's a certain drill whether it. it's a, a, a an after action review of of, of a scrimmage, um, I think when you get guys up and they verbalize it, one they'll, they'll surprise you with with how yes. uh, much they they know and they think about, but then they'll you know sometimes they'll surprise you on things that they miss and it's just a great opportunity to uh, jump in and hey. You I want you to look at it this way as well. So, um, with those reviews during practice, you know, are you pulling them up like as soon as you're done with them? Is it at the end? Are you just letting that happen organically? Like, what are the times that you're allowing guys to to kind of check back in with that? Yeah, I I think little breaks I think are good. Um, I I, I think that, and 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 we usually try to usually Tuesdays were a pretty good day if if we were looking back at a a full on scrimmage or um, but but if if it if it's drill work um, we try to bring right right up right away and and just you know truly talking through each each moment and seeing where we learn. Yep. Let's last question here before I let you go. Um, any youth recommendations out there? You know, you're going to speak on the youth stage here with Sam, um, any recommendations out there? It might be to a player, to a parent, to a coach, any recommendations out there for, for the youth side that's listening in? 
Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the um, you know, it's kind of leading up to what we're, we're going to talk about. But I think I think the biggest thing for me is to truly understand and tr- try to understand ab- ab- about development. And, and, and I think continuing to challenge yourself on, you know, how how to organize a, a, a better practice and, and starting to even implement some of these type of, of training um, when we're talking about randomizing things and, and, and getting guys to, to think, uh, I, I just, I, I just believe that that the, the earlier that we start with some of this stuff, uh, it's funny cause I'm, I'm doing it with my kids now, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's, it's like whether we're talking about math or whatever it is. Yes. Um, I, I just think it's so important. And I think the, the earlier they start, the better product in, in, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years that that's going to be out there. And it's, again, the, the game is in a, headed in a great direction. And, and a lot of that is a credit to those youth coaches out there investing, going to the ABCA, trying to run a better practice, trying to be a better pitching, hitting, fielding coach. Um, but, you know, we, we can't stop now, right? Yeah. We, we've got to continue pushing the bar. And again, that, that starts with, with the youth. So really excited to get out, uh, there on January 3rd and, and, and talk. Actually, I lied. I do have one more question with you because you're in a northern climate and you're on the road a lot. How are you balancing family during this the spring season? How are, how are you balancing family? Balancing family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it, it's tough. You know, I mean, I, I think number one, having a good um, support system yep. in, in, in Jess and my kids. And um, I, I think that that's that's really important. And then I, I think I think the biggest thing is just trying to be present, um, when, when, you know, times like this, you yeah. know, it, it's like, again, it's, and it's always hard cause it, it never stops with, with recruiting and, uh, everything that we've got going, but, but really just trying to be present. I, I think when, when that, when you can do that, I think more so they feel it, I feel it. Yeah. And so then when you're gone, um, yeah, it, it's gone, but, but just trying to be present when, when you are home is, is the biggest thing that that I, I try try to accomplish yeah yeah well i really appreciate you coming on i've always loved you looking forward to seeing you here after after christmas and our, uh, for the convention so appreciate you coming tell, on tell amy and the family hello <laughs> love you too, buddy yes sir thanks <laughs> okay see you man it's impossible to calculate the amount of hours uh, Spencer and I have talked about life and baseball since 2003, the fall of 2003. Uh, I, I love uh, him to death. Uh, I love talking to him uh, because I know I'm going to get something uh, new, something heartfelt. Uh, he's always helped me along the way. Um, I've always asked him questions and reached out to him, and he's been great about um, you know just helping. Uh, he, um, he really is one of the best baseball guys. And, and besides that, one of the best human beings, uh, in the industry. And he gave us a lot of great information. And, uh, here's a recap on the books and podcasts that Spencer recommended, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, Optimize and Plus One by Brian Johnson, Justin Sua's, uh, podcast and Peak by Anders Erickson. Uh, Again, this is Ryan Brownlee. I'm signing off from the American Baseball Coaches Association offices in Greensboro, North Carolina. Remember to leave it better for those behind you. Thanks.
Don't have 